Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our second annual summer road tour powered by Echo, Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to North Carolina. I'm here with Kyle and Tristan. You guys got quite the operation, man. And thanks for the essential water. Yes, sir. No problem. So, Kyle, you've been on the show before, but you called in, and now I'm here at your shop. And uh, this place is massive. You got all kinds of trucks. What do you got, like 25, 30 employees? We're sitting on 27 right now. And then I think we've got, last time I counted, it was 18 trucks leave out every day. Wow. Get your uh, mic a little bit closer. There you go. So you are going to be the next Ronaldo playing D1 college uh, soccer in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know about Ronaldo. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it was a girl or an injury or something happened. And you, you changed course a little bit, started a landscaping business. So back in 2005, when I graduated high school, I was ranked number one soccer player in state of North Carolina. Um, I signed to play soccer at East Carolina University. Um, a week before I graduated high school, they canceled their men's soccer program. I was left with nowhere to go. What high school did you play at? <clears throat> Southern Nash. Okay. Home of Julius Peppers. Oh yeah. So, um, went there, went, uh, I was left with nowhere to go. My, it was actually my football coach I kicked for. He was like, Hey, there's a small little school up the street up there. Why don't you just go up there and play and we actually played in two national championships junior college national championships lost both by a goal my first national championship I played goalie our goalie got thrown out I was the shortest goalie you could ever see <laughs> in a national championship game yeah. but I probably got 40 division one offers from playing goalie and so then the next year I went and I played um I actually played forward scored two goals tied up the game in a national championship game we lost in a shootout so, and then I uh, got offered to play at NC State and I lasted a month and a half. I got a, uh, had an injury and I had a girl that was kind of persuading me it's time to grow up and not chase that dream anymore. And, you know, I've always been doing the landscaping thing since I was 12, 13 years old. But <clears throat> when you lose your scholarship, you get kicked out of student housing pretty much. So I was like, my parents, you know, I didn't come from, you know, I come from a good home, but I didn't, my parents didn't have a lot to help me get rent. So Tristan, um, he was like, hey, come live with me and we'll make it work. Pay me whatever your, whatever your uh, scholarship, student loan money gives you. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then I worked in a mulch yard and I slowly started doing side hustle jobs. Mm-hmm. And then probably 2010, 
I, I was awarded my first commercial contract. It was a $5,500 a month contract. So, it was, I mean, for a 21-year-old kid, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, we're billing out in monthly maintenance. We're billing out a little over 100 k a month. Wow. And then our, that doesn't include our install. Install, we're probably close to 100 k as well a month. We'll try to be. So, I mean, we're on a massive job, I think. Last time me and you talked. Yeah, you were telling me it was like a $4 million job or something crazy like we're that. We're still on that job. The construction manager, I guess he had no experience at all. He built the apartments completely backwards. Oh, so man. The, <laughs> yeah. So the town is making them go back and rebuild everything. Are you Pretty, serious? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to the owner the other day, and he was like, man, it sucks. You spend $9 million building an apartment complex, $10 million, whatever it is. And he's like, now I've got $7 million worth of renovations, and I haven't even leased my first apartment yet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's a huge property too. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, so did you guys already put the sod and plants and pine we've, straw and all that in? We've got uh, got a lot of it in. <laughs> we've got the last four buildings that they built backwards that we're just waiting on right now. Okay. So hopefully that'll happen in the next thirty to forty days. We're hoping. Okay. And then uh, I brought Tristan on. So after I started my own thing, Tristan came on. And he was running some construction for me. Just he was in between deployments, had some time off. He helped me out. You uh, were in Iraq? Yeah. 2009 to 2010. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And then he came back and um, worked for me for a little while. And then he got a really good job doing contract work. And I, you know, he was like, I really don't want to leave, but, you know, they're offering me a lot of money. I got to go. And I said, I understand. It's a lifetime opportunity. I couldn't pass it up. So he traveled the world for probably the next four to five years. And then I, um, he called me. He's like, Hey, I'm done. I've, I've saw some of your posts on Instagram and stuff. I'd like to come back. And, and it was just me running pretty much all this mm-hmm. by myself. I have my dad, he comes in in the morning, checks the oil, stuff like that. And the mowers, the trucks. And I was like, yeah, I need an account manager. So now since Tristan has been here for almost a year, we've added another account manager. We actually have an office manager now. Yep. And then I'm out selling left and right. Yeah. What's your uh, day-to-day look like, Tristan? Day-to-day, going to audit properties, make sure all the guys are doing what they're supposed to do, check in with the property managers, see if they want anything extra, try to upsell more service. And uh, I'll bring the quotes back to Kyle. He'll write it up, get in contact with him. Um, just basically uh, keeping that liaison, that relationship between while we're there at property, with the property managers and our crews. That way there's nothing lost in translation. Yeah. Um, it's basic foreman type stuff as far as the crews go. I mean, each crew's got their own foreman that okay. drives along, but human so, error, we're so not always going to see everything. Most so. of these, uh, the hundred thousand average monthly um, maintenance, that's commercial properties. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't have any, uh, we got two residential properties and that's because they're the owners of our commercial properties. Okay. Um, one, we do a, um, Lewisburg college. We do their, their grounds and maintenance. Um, that's actually where I played soccer at. So, okay. you know, they, they're, they're the ones that gave me my first contract, but we'll do the president's house. And then we have a church where we'll do the preacher's house next door. Okay. Um, but I try not to get into residential. Uh, I've, I've dabbled in it before and it's just not my cup of tea. You know, I, I like to say, you know, Tristan's like a brother to me. So I like to say we're family owned and operated. You know, my yeah. 
my wife's there, I'm there, my dad's there. Um, you, my daughters, mm -hmm. uh, they're getting to the age where they want to come to work with dad every day. I mean, my little redhead, she could probably operate a lawnmower better than 90% of my guys. <laughs> probably better than me. <laughs> we were talking off air. You guys were asking me, I'll throw the question back to you. <laughs> Everyone else is wondering the same thing. How do you get good help uh, with everything going on in our culture? It just seems like uh, getting somebody to want to go outside and work for eight, nine, 10 hours a day and actually show up on time and do quality work. Where do you find those guys? You don't. Um, we got. <laughs> no, you I, don't. I, they I, normally the, reach out to us, to be honest. Yeah. The 20, the 27 guys that we average, we've got, I'm going to say about 14 or 15 that we can count on. Um That'll be there no matter what. If I called them right now and said, hey, we got a tree down, yeah. they're going to show up. They're going to show out. And, you know, I've tr I try, like some of my guys, they have kids now that are 18, 19 years old. And I try to say, hey, why don't you bring them in this summer? Let them get a feel for this. So then as they're moving along, they can start working, doing the same thing. And, I mean, you know, the, the labor rate has just gone through the roof. I remember when you could have somebody come run a weed eater for seven fifty an hour. Yeah. And you don't see that no more. Mm -hmm. How have you seen the bidding wars with these commercial properties? Is Because it seems like a lot of times there's not too much loyalty with the commercial properties. It's like, who can get me the uh, lowest price? What do you guys find when you're bidding? Or, or do they give you the um, renewals or is it, is it a war? What's going on to keep the work? I'll say 98% of our customers stay with us for three or four years or more. Most of ours have been with us for five years or more. Um, we build good all of our regional managers, we have great relationships with them. So yep. if they move on someplace else, they always bring us. We got a lady. She gave she gave me an opportunity, gave me six apartment complexes about 12 years ago. And she's moved on, you know, just as the world goes on. And she's moved on and she's now at a new company here in Raleigh. And she's buying, they're buying properties left and right. And in the last month, she's added four more properties on to us. So it's, so we just built, and that's what Tristan's here for. He's kind of there to, to make, make them feel comfortable. You know, they still call me, but they know to call Tristan. Yeah. Tristan makes them feel comfortable. Uh, you know, we, we just put jobber into effect about 30 days ago. Um, so my office manager, she emails me and Kristen, the task sheet every day mm -hmm. for the guys. Um, I haven't got everybody iPad yet. I was just kind of working out the kinks of jobber. So we print it out, give it to the guys. We print it English and Spanish. Um, and then at the end of the day, at the next morning, actually, they have to turn in the previous sheet of what all they got done to Tristan. And if they don't, you know, then Tristan, I guess there's disciplinary yeah, actions. Time to Faith Piper. <laughs> it is what it is. Got to yeah. hold people accountable. Uh, it's uh, as far as as far as the crews go, the good help is that we try to keep morale high. So we know it's hot outside. I'll put a cooler in the back of my truck. If I'm out of the property, I'll stop by. Hey guys, come get some Gatorades, come get some water, stuff like that. So just trying to keep the morale, excuse me, morale high. It comes back tenfold as far as what those guys are willing to do for work. Uh, trick I learned in the military. You, you got your people happy. They're going to give you results yeah. when they start getting unhappy. That's when you start having issues. But luckily we haven't had, too much of a problem with that, especially weather like it is today, storm. Yeah, we had a hurricane or just tropical storm or what? Tropical storm. Elsa? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is normally we'll get about two or three of these a year. 
Um, okay. All that sod we laid is very, very good for that today. Uh, yeah. Because in the flowers, you know, uh, it seemed like if flowers are hit and miss on these commercial properties, you go to put them in and either get too much rain and they get a fungus and die or it gets blistering hot like it did this year and we got no rain. So we're having to, me and Tristan are out in water trucks, you know, tanks in the back of our trucks with water, watering as quick as we can go. Uh, still trying. I mean, we still got properties that flowers are dying on because managers won't help us water. Well, I want to hear more about pricing. That's uh, one of the most frequently asked questions we get. How do you put in these bids, make sure it's profitable and, uh, you know, keep the business going. So we're going to hear from today's show sponsors and uh, coming up, I'd love for you to tell us more about your business and specifically what you've learned over the years on how to price these jobs at the accurate price. We'll be back with Kyle and Tristan. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Kohler, powering your profitability since 1920. Yeah, this is just a tree. Kind of like this is just a chainsaw, and you're just out for a nice little stroll through the woods. The Echo CS7310, a bar up to 32 inches long, 73.5 cc's of whoa. It's just the most powerful chainsaw we've ever made. So yeah, maybe that was just a tree. Echo, power on and on. Helping to sponsor our summer road tour? Our friends at Nice Job. You can visit NiceJob.com and learn all about the reputation marketing tools available for your small business. Collect two to three times more reviews, share that social proof on your website and social media, and get more leads and sales. You can start with a free 14-day trial. Just visit NiceJob.com. Calling all landscape pros who want to get serious about healthy turf and a healthier bottom line. It's time to throw down new innovations. Built on 50 years of proven agronomic proficiency, Lesco fertilizers, control products, seed, and equipment are engineered to produce more resilient turf. We'll continue to bring new technologies, so no matter the day, you'll always bring your A-game. Upgrade and outperform with Lesco. Visit site1.com slash Lesco today to learn more. And I was born in Green Industry Podcast Summer Tour, powered by Echo, rolls on. Once again, here's your host, Paul Jamison. All right, guys, we're back here from rainy North Carolina with Tristan and Kyle. We get asked all the time about pricing. How how do you price a job? And uh, you're doing commercial work, so I'm assuming these contracts are probably a year long. So how, how do you put it together with, if they want lawn mowing, they want pine straw, you mentioned they want flowers, maybe mulch, uh, plants. I mean, there's so many variables. How, how do you put in the bid so that you cover all your overhead, 
you pay your salary and, and the business is, is uh, profitable. So typically what I do, I'll go on, I'll go online now with technology the way it is. We can go online, get a measurement of the turf and uh, mulch is kind of a hard thing. I, I don't include mulch in any of my contracts. I don't include the flowers in any of my contracts. That's all separate. Um, and then I just take up my labor rate. I include a supervisor, depending on the size of the property. I include a supervisor uh, and two to three laborers. And then I attack on from my, me and Tristan being out there. Um, and then, you know, flowers, we get twice a year, fall and spring. And then mulch will typically do one time a year in the spring, fall, whatever, whatever's in the schedule. Um, aerating and seeding, fescue lawns. I hate fescue, so I try not, I try to just get everybody on Bermuda. Bermuda is one of the easiest and toughest grasses there is. So I try to get everybody on that because it's easy to maintain. And Is this like a transition zone? Because down in Georgia, all we got is Bermuda and Zoysia. We, we don't even do fescue down there, really. A lot of people got, I say a lot. Most people go fescue here if they don't want the green. If they if they want it green year round, mm-hmm. um, but here the heat kind of blisters that fescue. Yeah. I, I try not to do, you know, if I get somebody to call me and say, "Hey, I want to do a sod job. I want fescue." I and in the middle of summer, I tell them no because I don't want to warranty it or anything like that. I've just learned over the years to try to keep Bermuda going. Zoysia is another big grass that's up and coming. Uh, one reason I like Bermuda about. Two minutes down the street, there's a huge Bermuda farm right here. So oh, my cool. guys can go pick it all up first thing in the morning and roll on to the job if if, if we need to. Um, but back to the pricing, you know, I'm depending on the size of the property is the price I go. Um, I try to get two year deals out of everybody with uh, option to renew at the end of the first year for another two years to try to keep my pricing competitive. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of people I found out they'll flip to that back page and say, Oh, well, Kyle's a thousand dollars higher, but they're not seeing what they're getting. They're not reading everything. So I, I do a lot of following up with my managers, my regional managers just saying, Hey, what can I, what can I bring to the table to help you out? You know, and that's, um, you know, Lamont, Lamont Hairston. Yeah. I've tried, you know, I've tried teaching, telling him that stuff. Hey, hey just ask him what, what you can do to get, to get their business. Keep asking that. Keep mm-hmm. asking that question. I, I've got, I've got several properties that have stuff in Greensboro. Lamont said, Oh, that's too far for me to go right now. So that's what we, um, mulch. I mean, we're probably about $70 a yard spread and installed. That's, that's a little bit on the cheap end, but I mean, we do it. We do probably, I bet we do 10,000 yards of mulch a year. Wow. And I mean, it's, so we're buying bulk and we're buying directly from, the mulch supplier, not a third person, not a third yeah. party. So we're getting most of the time I get mulch and pine straw delivered out here in my, to my land. Yeah. And this is, I'm going to try to shoot a video, you guys, um, of this property. It seems like the rain kind of stopped a little bit, but you have, how many acres is this place? I've got a little, right at nine acres out here. I've got probably five that is cleared. Um, I was in North Raleigh, I was over by the state farmer's market and I was paying close to $6,000 a month in rent, a little over wow. 6000 And my wife was telling me, Kyle, we're just, we're just throwing that money away each month. So we found this land, took out a mortgage and we're paying not even a quarter of that. I mean, we're paying yeah, close so to And it's nine acres. <clears throat> There's a house that looks like you've renovated it into an office basically. Yes, sir. And then you have three 
shops. It was raining so hard. I kind of dashed in here fast, but you, you have different buildings with the equipment in it out there. Yeah. My Bobcat, my excavator pretty much stay on job sites. Okay. Um, it pretty much, cause I hate moving those things. So, so if they're there, they're going to be there for the long haul. Like my Bobcat's on the big job. My excavator's on a, um, on a, uh, we just got into doing swimming pools. Uh, okay. The hardscapes around the swimming pools. So my excavator sitting on a pool job right now so we're just we'll move them as i'll come pick them up on my truck and we'll i'll move them to the guys for them uh, or my dad if he doesn't have nothing to do he'll come and pick them up and move them to the job site for the guys and then all your uh skag mowers power equipment where do you keep all that stuff i've got a i've got a probably 1400 square foot and it's slam pack of skag okay i'd love to get some footage of that yeah, well, uh, I think we've got, I've got two that are in the shop, but I think I've got five or six uh, of the uh, stand-on machines, and then I've got a couple of Cheetos, and I've got a, and then I do, um, I got some steel in there, I dabbled, I left Echo about a year and a half ago um, to dabble in steel to see what it was about. I've noticed that steel stuff is, uh, and people are probably going to shoot me for saying this, it looks cheap now. A lot of like your articulating hedge trimmers, uh, the gearboxes are almost like this plastic resin versus they used to be metal. Um, so I went back to Echo. I I probably spend fifteen to sixteen thousand dollars on Echo every year. You get the ninety ten blowers yet? I haven't. Okay, I've just kept. I, I'm a, I'm seven seven O's. You still got yeah, those rocking seven, those? You seven. can't kill those things. No. No, my guys tear the things up, man. I, matter of fact, they I, tried to kill it. <laughs> matter of fact, I had a guy run one over with the truck. He forgot he put it underneath the landscape body truck. He ran it over, and that daggone thing still cranks up and works oh, better than ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Echo's one of the uh, sponsors of this tour, giving me opportunity to come out here and hear you guys' stories. Awesome. So uh, it's cool to hear that, uh, you know, you're finding quality, you know, th their products are quality. Yeah. yeah. I Definitely. mean, still makes a good chainsaw. Um, but I, I'm, when I find something I like, I stick to it. You know, I, I started off with X Martin machines. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually I've got an X Mark at my house that has 6,700 hours on the original motor. Wow. I got a little bit of oil that leaks out of it every, every week. Um, I just use it to cut the grass at my house. That's it. But I went to X Mark. X Mark got expensive. I've tried John Deere. I've just found that Skag for the money and for the guys working them every day, Skag is where it's at. There you go. And so uh, what's your routine in the morning? I know you said on your other episode, you get here at like 4.35 in the morning. What time do the guys show up and how do you, do they go to the job site? Do they come here? How, what what have you found works best? So my dad, and how do you get them to show up too? <laughs> so my dad and Tristan are the first ones here now. Yep. Uh, I used to be the first one here, but I'm, I, I get all the paperwork going and, you know, I find in the morning time, I just got a routine ritual where, I, you know, I do, I wake up, I go down, have a cup of coffee, see my wife, my wife's a nurse. So I see her out the door and then I come on in. Um, but so my dad will typically check the oil. Tristan will go, you know, help him out, check yeah. antifreeze, stuff like that. We'll go, if they got to change oil in the mower before the guys get here, the guys pull in about 645 every day. Yep. What time do you get here, Tristan? I get here about six. It's okay. like you said, we check the oil, the antifreeze, all the other stuff, see if any belts are busted on any of the equipment. Go ahead and change that out real quick. Uh, and if he's not coming in, I'll go ahead and gather my notes from the day before uh, what we have scheduled for maintenance and then divvy that out. And how many crews, uh, different uh 
routes do you guys cover on a day? On a day? Mm. I want to say, well, on maintenance side, it's four, four or five. Okay. Five. Five. Right at yeah, five. five. And then depending on our construction load here, here lately, because the guy's not showing up, I mean, yeah. typically I try to leave three to four guys on each construction crew, but that's getting harder and harder mm-hmm. to do. So we're having to do two guys in each truck. So right now we've got uh, four four to five construction crews going out every day. Yeah. And then once one of those jobs get done, do you have other work already lined up? Or Yes, sir. Typically, um, as they're, when they get to about the 75% stage, I'm calling the next customer and saying, hey, it's we're getting ready to get started. We're going to draw it out, meet one last time, go over what you want, and then it's on to the... So, th- so you got it systematized where there's no gap. It's always, th- there's always work lined up. Yes, sir. You know, if we got to throw in some mulch, typically my construction guys will, will help out with mulch. I will pull off a uh, construction guy, a construction crew during the fall to get leaves up. You know, that's a, that's a task in itself because some of our properties are old and man, that's, I hate that time of year. Yeah. What do you find uh, works the best to remove all the leaves? I've got a big skag. I don't even know what it is. It's sitting on a five-byte trailer out there. Um, but I got a big skag vacuum with a 12-inch hose on okay. it. And we'll just build the sides up on the dump truck. And, man, we'll jump on it and jump on it because I hate going to the dump because the dumps now, they'll charge you $75 whether it's half full, three-quarters full, all the way full. So we try to get all the way full. Yeah. Um, we'll bring loads out here and burn when we can. Um, sometimes the neighbors don't like you burning a lot of leaves cause of the smoke. So <laughs> we don't, um, we typically don't burn too much out here. So you just pay the 75 bucks and yeah, dump yeah. it. Yeah. I'm filling in a lot. I've got a bunch of leaves stocked up right now and you know, they'll turn into dirt eventually. So I'm filling in a lot of holes between my trees so I can get more flat land to put more of my stuff at on. Um, cause on this side of my shop, on the right side, when you pull in, I've got all my bobcat attachments and stuff like that. And then, um, and as if we, if rain lets up, we go yeah, I'd love video. to, uh, f- film. I just filmed trifecta's, uh, place yesterday. I got 25 employees and a bunch of awesome equipment. And so I'd love to see what you guys are rocking with back to the pricing though. Cause I know, you know, that's such a, um, important part of, of running the business. These construction jobs you're doing, do you get a, a 33% deposit, a, a 50% deposit? How do you collect the money throughout the job? Like what, what have you found works best for the customer, for you? And, and so no one gets burnt. So I, I've always from, from a, I guess a homeowner standpoint and dealing with contractors and stuff, build my own houses and stuff. I have found, I don't want to ask for any money up front until you see material on the job site to okay. make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you come up, Hey Kyle, listen, I want this gray nickel, uh, paver from Teco block that tech that my, none of my Teco suppliers carry, then you got to pay me up front for that. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, hopefully Teco's listening and they get their stuff together and start getting more material out to us. Cause we're getting in, <laughs> we're getting to the point now, man, it's getting harder and harder and harder to find. They just gave me an update on the job and it's now December 2nd on getting pavers. And, uh, you know, I'm the one that has to get fussed at for telling the customers, hey, your job's now December the 2nd and they want it for for the summer. Right. But pricing wise, I stay, I try to stay very competitive depending on what they want. You know, I don't do Bell Guard. I found Bell Guard scratches real easy. I do Teco Block. 
Uh, there's a new paver that we're using now called Nicolock Block. It's mm-hmm. a, um, it's very similar to Teco, mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. And then we're doing a, um, I do a lot of uh, paved stone, keystone now, mm-hmm. and then I do some um, Fay Block. It's like okay. a local company here that has block. So the customer, you're you're doing a stone patio paver, and you know around the pool decorating all that. When do they get? When do they send you money then? So as soon as the job site, as soon as my guys are there and the pavers are delivered, that's when they'll give me my money. That's fifty percent or thirty. I do thirty three. I do. I okay. do a third when the pavers get there. A third when we're halfway, and a third upon completion. Okay, and that's yeah. through check, or are you taking a card, or or what? Uh, I, I predominantly I like to do check. You know, credit yeah. cards cost me two and a two and a half to three percent. Yeah. So I have I do tell the customers if they want to pay by card that you need to add the two and a half to three percent on. Yeah. So I like to do check. Of course, cash is great too. Got cash it. is king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Dave Ramsey says. So um, who's collecting the money? Is that all going through you? Is that going through you, Tristan? What, what, what kind of system so do you have? I normally, so I normally handle all the construction jobs mm-hmm. just because of my background and running the equipment and stuff. Tristan's predominantly 99.9% uh, maintenance crews. Okay. Yeah. And then that payment is probably a whole different ballpark because those guys are slow and i mean maybe you guys found something different but they're wanting net 60 net 90 yeah and they're paying you you're doing the work and then getting paid or have you found something different with the commercial contracts i'm i'm normally not dealing with any of the contracts i have yet to have to do that because he's got his own system that he's typically i've gotten a lot of my people on 30 days hey i'm a small business you want that small town golden treatment i need to get paid in 30 days i can't do the 60 day okay i I just don't i don't give them the option okay and you know um i could tell you right now without looking at my computer who owes me what and how much they owe me just because i that it's just the way i've always been um but i found that you know just go ahead and tell them 30 days you're a small business you want this uh family atmosphere you want me to care you want me if a tree falls down we get a snowstorm you want to be first on the list then you need to take care pay of on, pay you on time yeah, what care. happens kyle if the 30 days doesn't come are, are these folks um paying you with checks or yeah so typically they'll all mail me checks to my p.o box I, a lot of people now with covid um they've all went to electronic where it's like direct deposited um okay if the 30 days rolls up um I got an, I got a lady of my office manager. She's a great enforcer. Okay. So she just drops the hammer and lets them know, Hey, it's time to pay up or we won't be servicing your property. We had a lady, um, we started and she's, she was two months behind on her first two months of service. You know, she hadn't paid. You come for two full months and haven't seen a penny. Yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, she got on there, emailed her and within 24 hours, I had my money in my bank account. Yeah. So my enforcer, it's always good to have her. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't had that normally. Uh, like my wife said, I let a lot of people run over me just because I want to make them happy. But now I have, because it seems coming from the owner is, is I think a lot of people think it's rude. Hey, you owe yeah. me this money. But coming from my office manager, she's just doing her job to collect. This is strategy. I mean, shoot, heaven forbid, if you have to tell me, hey, I need you to go talk to these people. I don't, I don't think I could do it as well and professionally as she could. Yeah. I think a woman can deliver the sting better than us. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and she comes from a background where she's collected money and 
stuff like that. She she helps us. She works every day, but then she she has two kids she stays home with. So she's not in the office every day. She comes in about twice a week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we can text her, email her at nine o'clock at night and she's answering her phone and yeah. emails. What's been the biggest mistake you've you've seen in growing this to a hundred thousand a month maintenance and, and hundred thousand installation roughly? As you've grown to this size, what's been the biggest mistake you've made on the journey? The biggest mistake I made was not putting my family first. Um, I was talking to Corey Ballard. It's probably been a month or so ago, and he was telling me the same thing. You know, when he started off, you know, he put he wanted to collect money and you know roll in the money per se and provide for his family. But in the in the end. I wasn't there for my family. I was just, at the beginning, I cared about collecting money. I was young, and I saw an opportunity, and I took it. Me and my wife become parents at a young age. I mean, we were 23, and we had twins, and uh, I put my business before my wife and kids. That was the biggest mistake I ever made, and I would never do it again. Have you been able to make some adjustments in that area? Absolutely. I I try my hardest to be off every Friday by noon. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm working by noon on Friday, Tristan's kicking me out the door, telling me, Hey, you gotta let, let me handle it. Yep. Let me handle it. You go spend time with the kids and the wife. Let me handle this. I'll, I'll come in on Saturday. If we're working Saturday, I'll get the guys going. He don't, Tristan typically doesn't work on Saturdays. He'll come in. Uh, we go, we get our gas up the street, uh, at the gas station. So he'll come in and sign for gas on the account and then, He'll go back to go to sleep or whatever he does on Saturday. <laughs> but typically he um, he tells me on Friday by noon, it's time to roll out. And he he wants me to take a vacation, not vacations, but he's wanting me to, if, you know, if my daughters have a school function. It's not always, it wasn't always easy to go, but now I can go because I have somebody I can trust. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not really, and an, an, I'm the boss and he's my employee. It's, we have a brotherhood. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're both, we act just like brothers. We act just like family. His mom's name is Margie. My mom's name is Margie. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, we, we've been, we've known each other since 2003 and, you know, I could trust them with anything I got. And that, that, it's good to have that. What would you say to the younger guys that are listening that kind of have that they're lit, they're, they're lit on fire. Like Corey was in the I mean, perfect cuts. Huge. I was looking at the top 150, uh, they have a magazine with the top yeah. companies or whatever. And perfect yeah. cut in Iowa is, you know, I don't know how much revenue they do a year, but it's tens of millions. Yeah. I mean, and so there's guys listening that are like, they just can't stop. It's, yeah. it's just addicting. What, what, what would you say to, to that guy listening to what's the appropriate balance that if you can catch someone before they screw it all up, you know, put, put your, put your family first, you know, put the money aside. The money will be there, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's your business. Don't let your, don't let your customer run it for you. It's, you know, I, I can't, I can't preach enough to put your family first. Yeah. You know, I learned, I learned very hard. You know, I almost lost my wife and my, and my kids because I was caring. I was, I was up here at work way too much. I was coming up at seven o'clock at night working on equipment and, and answering my phone and, you know, stuff like that. And you just, you can't, you got to always put your family first and, put your trust in God. You know, I've become, I don't, I don't read the Bible every day, but I've, I've become where I pray to God about my situations and he's going to give me, he's going to lead me to the right decision. That's right. And I put the worrying aside, 
you know, grind it out, you know, keep, I'm not saying don't stop. You know, there's, there's times I go to nine o'clock at night, but I, cause I have to, right. right. But I don't do it every night, you know, snow removal. I'm one of the only ones in, in the truck that operates the truck 24 hours. Cause here your snow lasts for about 24 hours. So I call it white gold because you can make a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. I've paid a lot of equipment off from snow removal. Tristan, what would you say? Mm, well, mine, not so much from the landscaping side of things, but uh, going off and doing contracting is still the same same thing. There's there's a price to pay for success. It could be to be, you know, it can be a lonely road to success, but you got to be the one to make that choice of, hey, I'm set out to accomplish this. You got to be okay with being by yourself. And then on the flip side of that, if you have a family, you need to understand as well as your family needs to understand that, hey, if we want what's best for each other, we need to get on the same page. So just to caveat what he said, always family first. You got to get those priorities in line. But also more so than that, make sure you're on the same page with everybody that you got into the fold of what you're trying to accomplish. Because not everybody gets to enjoy the ride before, during, and after. So success comes with a price. Just make sure you're willing to pay it. That's really good. Well, Kyle, how can people connect with you and your company? I know you've been picking up a little bit on Instagram and uh, how can folks connect with you? I'm on Instagram. I, I think my landscape company is KPS Lawn Care Instagram. Uh, I don't check that as often as I should, but uh, you can get me as Kyle Perkins 10 on Instagram. Um, you can feel free to ask me any questions you want. You know, I, like I told you, I've been doing this. I started working in a nursery when I was 11, 12 years old and doing little side hustles here and there. And I tell a lot of my apartment complexes, Hey, I've got over 20 years of experience. There's like, there's no way I'm like, well, when you start, when you're 11 and you're 34, you've got over 20 years experience in the industry. Now um, I'm a registered landscape contractor, pesticide applicator, ICPI certified. You know, if you're not those, I recommend getting them. Yeah, you have to in North Carolina. Yes, you sir. said on the previous, if you do over a $30,000 job, you have to have. Yep, you got to be a registered North Carolina landscape contractor. You know, um, pesticides is a big thing, too. There's a lot of people that don't have uh, their pesticide license out there spraying Roundup. You know, why well, I don't charge for Roundup. Well, you're still getting paid that $45 cut from Mrs. Jones, mm-hmm. and you're spraying Roundup out there, so you're getting paid for that. And I just believe in doing the things the right way. Um, you know, I have my I have my landscape architecture and turf grass management degree. So I um I you know, I value myself on that. I have my my business cards all have stamps on them. Uh Tristan's business cards the uh he's he's actually gonna be in the process of doing the North Carolina landscape contractor stuff and getting a pesticide license. He's gonna go in January. Uh we got a big thing called the Green and Growing Show. Okay. Uh in January, that'd be a good thing for you to go to. It's uh, in North Carolina? It's in Greensboro. It's in Mitchell okay. Gordy country. Oh, cool. Um, what month is that? It's in January. It's, they typically do it right around the beginning to the middle of January, like cool. right around the 10th, somewhere right around right, there. I'll they look into that. They didn't do it with COVID. I mean, it's the trade show is nothing changes. I've been going since I was in ninth grade. It's the trade shows that are everybody's in the same exact location. I mean, a trade show is not very good, but I, I like going, I like talking to the different guys, you know, getting advice. Yeah. You know, I know we're all competitors, but we all got to be there for each other in the end. You know, I want to help Paul grow his business. I want to help mm-hmm. Tristan grow his business. You know, mm-hmm. we all got to work together. You know, I got buddies in New Bern that I help out. You know, I, 
I, I talk to Lamont probably once a month, just checking in with him. I don't talk to Mitchell as much. We'll, we'll shoot each other messages on Instagram or whatever. Um, I want to go see his shop big time. Yeah, I'm going there Saturday. So make sure you take lots of videos. Yeah, I will. Don't get no speeding tickets while you're there. Yeah, this is a name <laughs> drop. Trooper Gordy. I'm going to see Trooper Gordy. <laughs> but yeah, he actually, uh, one of my best friends growing up, he actually trained him for a little while. So we had kind of have that connection there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get pulled over by him, man. <laughs> no. no. You never know if he's on the motorcycle or if he's in the car. Yeah. I've seen him I've I've seen him post some pictures where I think he's been on his bike uh patrolling on on a state trooper bike and then in his car as well. So Okay, well I'm going seventy. <laughs> That's, a safe speed. <laughs> That's a safe safe speed. Cool. I really appreciate it, guys. We'll go uh, hopefully shoot some video real quick while the while the rain stopped and uh, check out the rest of your place. So yeah, thanks, yeah. Kyle. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks yes, for sir. being on the show. Thank Come you. back anytime. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. Thanks again to Nice Job, Site One, Kohler Engines, and Echo for powering our second annual summer road tour. And don't forget to smash that follow button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.